Hello, Nicola Murphy. Welcome to Fox Force 5 to you and to the listeners. Good morning. Oh, are we supposed to say time this? It's morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very early in the morning. And I have workmen who arrived here at 8 a.m. Yeah, to, to, new new radiator is exciting. It's like a it's pure exciting. old person job, but it's exciting. New boiler, <laughs> new radiators. Can't say I'm excited about it, to be honest, but um, good that it's getting done because mm. it's getting got chilly here the last couple of days, I'll tell you. So yeah, last night, actually, I thought it was really cold. And the night before, it was weird. It was like, oh, finally. I kind of like getting cosy, you know, this time. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, I may hate putting on tights, but I do like the woolly jumpers. Oh, I know. You know? Yeah, bloody tights. The thought of it. It's always depressing. That first tights wear of the year. <laughs> I'm going to hang on for another few weeks, I think. Yeah. Post our holiday, Nicola. Yeah, I know. Thank God. That'll keep us going now for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, me and Nicola are going away for a long weekend to España the week after next. So we are looking forward to that. Uh, also, we had the last weekend together. So we've actually yeah. seen loads of each other recently, lovely. which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, Nicola was in town for Estelle Crichton's birthday party, yeah, which was like the gig. <laughs> rock and roll five-year-old's party. <laughs> the gig to be at. Yeah, it was good. Mind you, it was a busy busy day there was lots of delicious food thanks to Nicola mainly and lots of delicious drinks thanks to Nicola mainly I'm pretty sure I gave like half the party alcohol poisoning so maybe let's not do that again not the kids not the kids no not the kids they were fine (laughs) they were safe Um, but yeah it was good fun and everybody's gone home by 12 o'clock so you can't go wrong yeah exactly that's a pure like everybody's just not used to it anymore though still mm-hmm. you know they feel like we're also getting back used to it they're talking about <laughs> keeping you know they're talking about changing the laws in Ireland to allow the nightclubs to open until 6am and I'm oh like I don't know why but that just reminded me of there like I can barely stay awake after 11 o'clock these days <laughs> but isn't <laughs> it nice to have the option I suppose yeah, yeah. It's that thing of, I suppose, like, you know, when you get that in European countries or whatever, mm. like, you find that people go out a bit later and there isn't that same pressure to get to the pub and get pissed and, get a and blah, 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 blah. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah so it eases the pressure, the pressure yeah. in all that those areas, you know, and um, I think it's a good idea. Why not? If the yeah. businesses want to do it and if they feel there's a trade until that time in the morning, then off with them. Yeah, it's mad. Know? I wonder how they're going to get staff. Like, they already can't get enough staff. So, you know, well, I suppose they're going to stop the PUP payment soon. So maybe that will help. But yeah, it's all a bit mad. Um, But it was brilliant. Lovely weekend. Absolutely fabulous. Looking forward to our next visit already. And yes, uh, yeah, it was so nice to see the city as well. And see Edinburgh. It's so gorgeous. And it's quite new. A lot of it now, all the newer bits we got to see, all the fancy new shopping centre and all that jazz. So yeah, mm. it was lovely. Thank you for having us again. It was oh, it was so nice to have you too. I was just uh, saying to Nicola before we start recording that the first thing Effie said this morning was Nicola. So <laughs> they're, they're missing you already. But look, you'll be back again soon, hopefully. So yeah, because Mommy Murphy was here as well, obviously. So that was good. Mm. But yeah, so I just have to apologise in advance in case there's any major noise. There could be some banging and knocking and things like that, but I unfortunately cannot be avoided. Um, Yeah, so we'll get started, Nick. Up first, number one. One. It's kind of negative news, but worth sharing, I think, uh, today. New figures show 24,686 domestic abuse incidents reported up to the 9th of September this year in Ireland. Yeah, it means an average of... In Ireland? Yeah. Oh my God, that's a massive number. 
It means an average of one incident is reported every 15 minutes. More than one third of the attacks were reported in Dublin, with just under 9,000 cases reported in the capital. Meanwhile, there was 2,021 reported in Cork, 1,152 in Loud, of all places, yeah. and 1,074 in Galway. The figures were revealed by the Minister of State for Justice, Hildegard Nocton, in her response to a parliamentary question. She said tackling domestic abuse and providing supports for victims is a key priority for the government and the Gardaí. The numbers included, sorry, yeah, the numbers released included a variety of offences such as violence and breaches of barring orders. Noeline Blackwell from Dublin Race Cri- Rape Crisis Centre said uh, the organisation had seen no reduction in reporting since COVID restrictions were eased. She said, we're still hearing a worrying high level of intimate partner abuse. We are hearing about sexual violence and we're hearing far too much of that. We need to see a reduction. Um, She went on to say those who are victims of domestic abuse and violence, including the sexual violence, which we see here is repeated abuse again and again. Mm. It's possibly even predictable for some victims of abuse in those cases. But it's an awful lot of people in this country every single day who live in fear and who are damaged by domestic violence. And I suppose... The reason I added this to the list today is because it's kind of easy to forget about these things when they don't yeah. directly affect us or it's nobody we know or whatever. But like that's a, some amount of people mm. suffering, you know, there could be more done about it. Um, yeah, that's a crazy number. Oh, my gosh. And like, that's I know what's being COVID, reported. Can you imagine yeah. the amount of stuff that's not being reported? You know, yeah. I like I know with COVID, it went up and stuff, but crikey, that's scary altogether. They're. And is that, can I ask, is that is that women? Is that women victims or is it both or what? It's women victims, is it? I guess it's probably both because it doesn't specify that it's yeah. female. It says domestic abuse, but I think yeah. you can presume the majority would be female. Female, yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to say as well, anyone affected by this, they can contact Women's Aid. They have a 24-hour helpline on 1800 341 900 or you can get to, get in touch with your local rape crisis centre. Um, sad. Oh, God, it's so sad. And like, there's been a few horrific kind of murders as well in Ireland lately with that as mm-hmm. the cause. I don't know if you read about this story in the States as well, about this girl who's, the poor girl whose body they found on Monday, you know, and she was travelling with the her blogger, partner. Blogger. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday about it. And... It's kind of interesting on it because they get pulled over. They got pulled over by the cops like three weeks ago or in August. And in it, she's after hitting him. And they're trying to determine like who's more like the victim in the situation. It was really weird. The cops. Yeah. But she is like tiny, tiny, tiny. And he's quite big and tall and stuff. And they're they're like, well, if he hit if she hit him, like there's no actual, you know, he hasn't been, you know, hurt or whatever, maybe blah, blah, blah. But it's so eerie because like the way that they talk about it is like, well, look, if anything happens after this, like they separate them. They tell them that he has to go. They're living in a van and he tells them that one of them has to go and sleep in a hotel and one of them can stay in the van. So the guy, I think, goes and sleeps in the hotel or whatever. But they, the cops are kind of talking amongst themselves and you can see all this. And they're like, well, look, if anything happens after that, if they come back together and something happens, that's not really our problem. Like, you know, we're trying our best here. And like, okay. it looks like, you know, that he might be the one who actually like Was murdered her. No, well, he murdered her. They think like two weeks later after. Yeah, but the it's video. the insinuation that she was kind of abusing him and that he. Yeah, exactly. Like- but also like what happened was she was trying to calm him down or something and like tapped his arm 
And like, that's even what, like a witness had reported it, like he'd seen it happening. And even the witness is like, well, I don't think she was physically trying to hurt him. It was more that she was trying to like camp down. But it was interesting because it's just brought up, like people were talking about domestic abuse and like all this stuff in the back of it. Mm. But like, I mean, what's what's inevitably happened there is that he's murdered her. You know, yeah. this girl, oh, like God. two weeks later, Has after he all this stuff, he's ran off. They don't know oh, where he's he gone. is. He's oh, gone. God. He's taken mm. off. That's and I think they've, yeah, well. yeah, I think he's taken mm. off and they like found her body and stuff. But it's really mad, just as you were saying, it's just fresh in my head because there's like this conversation ongoing about like, and I kind of feel bad for the cops. Can you imagine being those police who kind of stopped them and, you know, at the time, because of what they physically saw or what was physically reported, mm. that was all they could do was tell them to separate or whatever. And now that poor girl has died. And I know that sounds weird because I'm probably it's kind of a contradictory story because they were saying that, like, she abused him. But like any kind of abuse like that can lead to something else, you know, and oh, God, I think we don't tough. know enough, really, yeah. do we? like, you know, yeah. but um. Terrible. But I imagine that, but that's obviously, that's probably very common, Nicola, in domestic yeah, cases where so, the police yeah. are there one day and then someone's dead the next, yeah, you know, it's because, very common, yeah. you know, as as we were talking about there, a lot of these are repeat offenders and yeah, stuff, you exactly. know, and oh God, and then that takes you around to the discussion of like, why people stay with their abusers and, you know, it's yeah. just heartbreaking. And she could have been defending herself too for all they know, like, and it's one person's perspective on it, you know, and then maybe she's too afraid to actually tell them what's going on. Now they did separate them to interview them and stuff. It's mad, it's all on body cam. And then two mm. weeks later, she's dead. Like, it's or, eerie. you know, she's the famous one, isn't she? So maybe yeah. she's like a tyrant and maybe she's... yeah. Weird. treating him like shit and, and maybe that was the final straw and he like retaliated Snapped I'm not saying you yeah, killing yeah, someone can be justified of but course, if yeah. you're a victim of abuse whether it's psychological or yeah. physical you know exactly, there's yeah. a defence in there somewhere you know um, mad though it's really eerie if yeah it's really creepy like just to see the aftermath and stuff like that but that's a big thing that's going on in the States at the moment so you'll probably hear more about it because they're looking for him everywhere and there's like this TikTok okay. this girl on TikTok who came across him they picked him up he was hitchhiking they picked no. him up and and like that like on the 1st of September <clears throat> and then like dropped him off somewhere else and he kind of freaked out in the car and all this stuff. So it's, it's mad, this story, like it's crazy. Yeah. So if you're interested like in that a, sort of stuff. One of your crime Yeah, podcasts, it is, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, it's very mm. interesting, but that's horrific. It's scary. There was moment. a horrendous story. There is a horrendous story in the news over here as well. This week down in England, um, a woman, her two children and a child that was at a sleepover in oh her house were murdered. Oh God. By her, by her partner. Jesus. <sighs> Oh, and then gosh. you're like, I'm never sending my child to sleep over ever. Yeah. You never oh really God, hear about that. Stuff. Like, you know, thank God you wouldn't hear that. Like yeah. somebody would do that to a different child. A lot of these family annihilator kind of people, they do it to their own family. But mm-hmm. oh God. Anyway, let's move on before we all start crying. So <laughs> cheery. Breakdown. Oh okay, let's move on. Move on to TV. Number two. Two. Moving on to something completely different. I don't know if you watched this at all, Kel. Did you watch uh, Sex Education on Netflix? No, I didn't. But I have loads of TV stuff to talk mm. about this week. <laughs> but go on. Do you? I, well, I won't yeah. keep the time, but um, mm. it's absolutely brilliant. So um, one of my friends introduced me to this a couple of years ago. It's on the third season now. It first mm-hmm. premiered in 2019. What I really love about it, right, is... You have no idea where it's set. So it looks like it could be England, but it also looks like it could be America. People have mm. English accents, but, you know, it, 
I'm like, is this the English countryside? Because it looks very vast, like vast, you know, doesn't look mm. like the English countryside. I must actually look up where the film, because I always, when they show the scenery, I'm always like, where the hell is this? Or it could be mm. like Austria or Switzerland or somewhere. It's so <laughs> vast, the, the countryside. And they all wear like 80s and 70s and 60s clothes. So, okay. but they talk about modern stuff, but all the scenery, I mean, all the houses are really like 70s houses, all their clothes, shoes. If they go like bowling, it's an ancient looking bowling alley. Everything is from outside of its time, which is cool. Mm. And if you like like fashion and stuff like that, it's really cool because it's all like vintage fab stuff, you know. But then they'd be talking about the Kardashians and stuff like that. So it's really interesting the way they've done it because it's mm. like, what is it? You know, you're kind of wondering. It's time de- yeah. de- defi- defying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. But it's it's anyway, it's um. So it's a comical series and it's about the secondary school, Moordale Secondary School. And it's about like the kids in the secondary school and kind of coming of age and discovering their sexuality and discovering sex for the first time. And like, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And like, you know, talking about vulvas and penises and things like this. (laughs) Always entertaining. And Gillian Anderson is in it. So she's probably the Um, name you'd recognize so she plays uh, the main character Otis Uh, she's his sex uh, counselor mother so she is a sex therapist he's got a sex counselor yeah she's a a sex therapist so he kind of has like you know an understanding of things probably a bit more than the average teenager does so as the seasons go on they kind of he kind of starts giving advice to people and stuff like kind of on their sex lives and stuff like that (laughs) and it's like I mean it's it's a rated 18 like it is you see a lot of tits and ass and penises and everything in it but it is brilliant it is so funny it's so well done it's so educational (laughs) I have to say like the way that they discuss things is just fascinating you know like the way that they approach like how kids learn about sex and all that stuff is Mm. is amazing Mm -hmm. and the characters in it are just like brilliant so Otis's main character and like his buddy um Eric who's like this quite like flamboyant gay uh young man from like a Nigerian family and you know trying to come out to his family and like he wears like makeup mm. and you know paints his nails and all that stuff and wears very flamboyant clothes but then I suppose they're pro- trying to approach that how he comes out his relationships with like some of the the men he meets and stuff like that and then you've kind of Otis and he's like a straight guy and his relationship with girls and trying to like manage all that. But also like all these random characters within the school as like peripherals and them talking about their own like sexual experiences and, you know, things like that. So it's a brilliant series. If you haven't watched it, I would highly recommend it. Maybe one to download for our holidays next week, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're by the mm-hmm. beach. Um, but yes, well worth the watch. It's on the third season. Um, like I said, the look of it is fab. It's short. There are only eight episodes each. Now they are an hour long each, but mm-hmm. it's brilliant. And actually I'm halfway through the third season now and the best one yet. I absolutely love it. Very, oh. very funny. Also, I had, so I had heard about it. All right, but never actually tried it. So that's a good yeah, recommendation. It's brilliant. So enjoy, enjoy everybody. And three two. things I want to talk about really quickly. Mitchell. <laughs> oh, yes. Is, yeah. Oh, my God. The end of the last episode was absolutely horrifying. So if you haven't watched Vigil, it's it's kind of a it's a bit of a slow burner, even though mm. there's kind of action in it. And it's kind of getting I think it's the next week is the last episode now, but the end of the last episode, one of our main characters is like 
in a very, very small enclosed space that is oh, filling with no. water. It's serious, like. Ugh. So, yeah, it check it out. Well oh, totally. Creeps, yeah. And then there, um, last night was the first night of the Great British Bake Off. Oh, I didn't watch it, so you can't say anything about the Bake Off. Okay. okay. You can just. No problem. Just I'll just say one. General, I'll just say yes, a couple what? of general things. I'm not going to give it away. Um, every year, when we meet the new characters, mm. there's always two or three. I'm like, oh, they're so annoying. annoying. From, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the first one, you're like, oh, God. And I, I, it's, I know it's terrible, but like I'm against them from the get go. I have to say there isn't really any annoying Good. characters this That's year. Great. Yeah, they're all lovely. Now, there's one yeah. older woman who's a bit over the top. Um, and Paul keeps Don't calling her Prue, and it's a bit annoying the whole thing. Oh, he can but, be so patronizing sometimes. Oh, very patronizing. Ugh. I thought I was kind of surprised they kept it in. It was like, oh, because she's what over seventy, she's Prue, like you know, it was terrible. But um, I'm glad it's back. I can't hey. bake. I don't bake. Well, I do very, very occasionally. But I really love watching Bake Off. It's just such I an love easy it as watch, well. and, it's and there's just always happy, some joyful. Yeah, and there's some good gags in it, you know. Mm. And you just see it's. It kind of reminds me of Gogglebox sometimes, where it's just normal people talking. You yeah. know, I like Noel as well. I really like Noel. So Noel I, and yeah. Matt Lucas is funny as well, you know. And just some of the carry on. Some of the carry on is very over the top and staged, and it doesn't. Oh gosh, lend. who is it now though? Who does it now? Matt Lucas and Noel. Matt, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Prue yeah. and Paul Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I have to say, really enjoyed it now last night. And there was a few oh, bakers who were terrible. So I was identifying oh, with good. them. Oh, good. Normal um, people. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. Really enjoyed it. Really. There's a, few, there's a couple of young. Yeah, it's really good mix this year, I think. Good. So happy that's back, I must say. Um, and the other thing was, oh, we watched this together at the weekend. Help. Oh, yeah. Mm. If anybody hasn't watched it, it is very very heavy going very very sad you will cry but it's excellent it's excellent so it's about a girl who starts work at a care home just before covid and then the stresses of they get extra patients and then people start dying and she's trying to look after people and Mm. there's staff out sick and she befriends one of the patients who is a man who's got early onset Alzheimer's and they have a kind of a fr- good, friendly relationship. And then it kind of turns into her trying to protect him yeah. in the care home. And oh, my God, Very it's good. just what's her name? Stephen Graham and Jodie Comer, Jodie Comer, Jodie Comer. And she's actually from Liverpool. So she's doing her own accent, uh, which is lovely because she's really good at accents, that actress. And There's something about her where I can never age her because I think she looks like she's 17 constantly. She looks very <laughs> young. Yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, she's great. She's fantastic. Oh, my God, the actor. Mm, and there's a so few good. actors in there that are in different things as well. The old guy from, oh, what was he in? He played a butler in something. And he plays one of the patients. Oh, my God. He's Oh, I know. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what he was in. I can't remember. Scottish guy. Yeah. Mm. yeah but um, anyway, well worth watching. But have the Kleenex handy. And it's an hour and a half. But, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's brilliant. Hour. It's yeah, absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. So, there you go. That was TV for this week. Woo-hoo. Happy? Happy. Yeah. Good TV. Number three. Three. So, this week, I'm... I'm got, I've got a historical character again, which I think people like uh, every now and again. So do you know this person, Nicholas, from Cork? Her name is Mother Jones. No. 
No, I don't. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I didn't either. Now, I've, I've probably heard that name, Mother Jones. I'm, mm. There might even be something in Cork called Yeah, maybe. It sounds like, but it does sound like, like a bakery or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or takeaway. Shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mir- Mother Jones was born Mary Harris Jones in Shandon in Cork in 1837. Uh, after the famine, she immigrated as a teenager to Canada, where her family were victims of discrimination due to their immigrant status and as well as their Catholic faith and Irish heritage. She worked as a teacher and moved on to America. In Memphis, she married and had four children with George Jones, who was an iron worker and union supporter. She lost her husband and all four of her children as a result of yellow fever in 1867. So far, so terribly hard Mm. life. Um, She moved to Chicago and set up a dressmaking business. But just four years later, it was destroyed in the 1871 Great Fire of Chicago. Oh, She then got involved with helping to rebuild the city and the American labour movement and became a prominent campaigner, labour activist and community organiser. She was well known for her passionate speeches and firebrand attitude and rallied against child labour and championed the rights of American mine workers as a campaigner for the United Mine Workers Union. She gained the moniker Mother Jones due to her care for workers. She coordinated major strikes and was a founder of both the Social Democratic Party and the Industrial Workers of the World. As a union organiser, she gained prominence for organising the wives and children of striking workers in demonstrations on their behalf. She was termed the most dangerous woman in America by a West Virginia district attorney, Reese Blizzard, in 1902 at her trial for ignoring an injunction banning meetings by striking minors. He said, there sits the most dangerous woman in America. She comes into a state where peace and prosperity reign, crooks her finger and 20,000 contented men lay down their tools and walk out. Wow. In 1903, Jones organised children who were working in mills and mines to participate in a children's crusade, a march from Kensington, Philadelphia to Oyster Bay, New York, the hometown of President Theodore Roosevelt, with banners demanding, we want to go to school and not the mines. As Mother Jones noted, many of the children at Union headquarters were missing fingers and had other disabilities. And she attempted to get newspaper publicity for the bad conditions experienced by children working in Pennsylvania. However, the mill owners held stock in most newspapers. So when the newspapermen informed her that they could not publish the facts about child labour because of this, she remarked, well, I've got stock in these little children and I'll arrange a little publicity. Permission to see the president was denied and it was suggested that she write a letter. She never got a response, though... um, and the president refused to meet with the marchers. The incident brought the issue of child labour to the forefront of the public agenda. She was ideologically separated from many female activists of the pre-19th uh, Amendment days due to her uncommitment to female suffrage. She was quoted as saying, you don't need to vote to raise hell. She opposed many of the activists because she believed it was more important to liberate the working class itself. When some suffragists accused her of being anti-women's rights, she clearly articulated herself, I'm not an anti to anything which brings freedom to my class. She became known as charismatic and effective speaker throughout her career. She was an exceptionally tar- talented orator, occasionally using props, visual aids and dramatic stunts. Mm, I <laughs> love it. Her talks usually involved the relating of some personal tale in which she invariably showed up one form of authority or another. She remained a union organiser for the UMW until the 20s, and continued to speak on union affairs until she died. She released her own account of her experiences in the labour movement as the autobiography of Mother Jones. Jones uttered words still invoked by union supporters more than a century later, pray for the dead and fight like hell for the living, already known as the miner's angel when she was denounced on the floor of the United States Senate as the grandmother of all agitators. She replied, 
I hope to live long enough to be the great grandmother of all agitators. And she had pretty good innings living to the grand old age of 93. Wow. That's amazing what a woman. story. What a woman. How come we never heard about her more, though? Weird. So this is it. Yeah. It's really Fox weird. Fox Force 5, bringing lesser known mm. amazing Irish woman yeah, yeah. to you. Breaking yeah. the boundaries of people not being reported or whatever. <laughs> well, I suppose the thing is because she was a woman. That's one of the yeah. first reasons people wouldn't have talked about her. And secondly, I suppose she was far away, you know. And I know, but like that's, I mean, I feel like Cork loves like rebels. That's the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. and she's a pure rebel for what she I, did, you know. <laughs> when I was doing my research, there was a plaque put up to her for her somewhere. And okay. there is, there, there was a celebration weekend at some point and there was ah, a film okay. in the Cork Film Festival a few years ago. So she's not a completely bitch. unknown. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not that good a historian. <laughs> she's not, yeah, she's not completely unknown, but um, I just thought, very wow, interesting. how interesting. Wow, very cool. Mother Jones. There Amazing. you go. Thank you. Okay, number four. Four. So this week I was uh, struggling, I must say, <laughs> to find something <laughs> that uh-huh. I found entertaining. But there was one account that I have been following for a while that I hadn't talked about yet. And it is, and it kind of gives me PTSD as well. So <laughs> it's oh, no. Bit, but anyway, it's uh, Instagram. So it's at text from your ex. <laughs> Mm. So uh, it is it oh, does no. exactly what it says in the tin. It is literally people screenshotting texts from their ex. Oh, <laughs> and like some of these people, I feel really sorry for. But anyway, um, totally cringe. So like it could just be like, you know, a line of text from the other person and like no okay. responses, you know, from like the person who screenshotted it. Or it's actual conversations and it's quite like, oh, some of them are, are quite funny, I have to say. So, is it is it kind of like, is the idea, no wonder you broke up, is that the idea? Is it kind of bad examples of stuff that was the interchange? Like, kind of. Yeah, uh, no, cringy. it's more the after effect of like, so I'll read one to you. Say, say well, say Mary sent a message and she was like, you called. And then like Tom replied, yeah, my bad accident. And then Mary says, 12 times was an accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Tom so they're goes, cur- yes. <laughs> they're so current the, exes. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, it was like yeah. digging up old messages. All right, oh, I get no. you. Oh, it's, cringe. It's literally oh. like exes texting each other. And, oh, no. uh, and he was like, yes, lol. And she replies, okay, please stop calling me. And he replies, will do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so awkward, some of them. And uh, like one here... So somebody writes, so the old unfriended on Facebook question mark. And then the person replies, what's the question? <laughs> and then they reply, oh. no question. And then the other person replies, ah, the question mark threw me off. Like just, oh, it's pure cringe. Like oh, people no. just, yeah. People like angry exes by the sounds of things. Really yeah. angry. There's a funny one here though. <laughs> and like the person never replied, but it's like, can you t- tell me something? Is my penis actually big or were you just saying that ever to inflate my ego? <laughs> So like there's awful ones like that where people have like literally been like, oh, like some of them are really sad as well. Like, well, you missed your chance. Have a great one. I hope you find the love you want. Take chances. Get out there. See ya. Take care. And then like the next day, I love you. (laughs) 
<laughs> from the same person and no response. Oh, the creator. But uh, there's on and on. They have 2.5 million followers. Like, so it is quite funny. They also have about 4,000 posts. So you could uh, spend all day looking at awkward conversations. Some of them are conversations and some of them are just like big, long messages, you know, where they're like, I'm really sorry I did this. But they actually like screenshot that and send it in. So I think it's so mean as well, where it's like people who are opening their heart and being like, oh, no. Um, but you certainly yeah. want, you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of it, would no, you? No, like, oh. but as somebody like who's pure nosy, you know, I feel like us Irish yeah, yeah. love to be nosy. It's it's a delight <laughs> to see an, what goes on. <laughs> an, an insight into heartache, probably. Exactly. Yeah. And to see Gosh. like other people's relationships and stuff like that. And So tell us again, is know, it Instagram, do you say? Yeah, text from your ex. And uh, my favorite here is uh, so the girl sends a, sends a message. So I got you a Christmas present. And in the picture, it's a book called How Not to Be a Dick. <laughs> and the guy replies, Wow. <laughs> that was my favorite one of the top ones. Simple but yet effective. Very simple yet effective. So yeah, you'll get hours of entertainment anyway, because I had a good laugh at it uh, when I was looking at it again this morning. So add text from your ex. So enjoy everybody. Let's hope we're never in that situation again. Because my God, honestly, the PTSD, I was like, Ugh. Oh, cringe. Terrible, yeah. Terrible. Jeez, I've been fortunate <laughs> enough. I can't even remember how long I'm with Stuart now. It's a long time. It's like 17 years wow. or something. Text were so, invented. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't even phones back then. Can you, you believe send that? smoke signals to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of did because we were in different countries for a while. So yeah. it was uh, emails, emails. But like, but, um, my God, like back before phones, like, Breakups would have been easier, I think, because you were like, okay, oh, goodbye. Yeah. Like, I won't see you. You know, you don't mm-hmm. see that person physically or you can't really, unless you ring their home phone, you can't really. It's mm-hmm. not like you're going to do that at three o'clock in the morning, like drunk dial oh, home phone to home phone. Who knows? I do remember but, when we were like 14, 15, like literally before everyone had a mobile phone, people ringing people in the middle of the night. Oh, I do God. remember that. Oh, yeah. cringe. But yeah, so. I remember um, my friend Lisa rang a boarding school. No. <laughs> looking for a lad we met on the train oh my god I love it that is brilliant any of our younger younger oh, listeners are going to be like geez. a time before mobile phones oh my god what do you mean you to ring a number oh. and ask to speak to the person which was even worse yeah. easier simpler times ah, but they were happy absolutely so enjoy anyway everyone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool okay uh, right number five we're flying today Five. Hard to believe this week, never mind, turns 30. Similar birthday to me, but uh, I was 10 when it was born. Uh, Nirvana's world-changing second album, Nevermind, turns 30 this Friday. There are classic albums, and then there's Nevermind, a record that brought alternative music crashing into the mainstream and has inspired three generations of musicians and music fans like absolutely nothing else. You would have been a bit wee, Nick. I don't think you'd remember when that album came no, out? No, no. I remember, all right, like listening to it and stuff when I was like 12, 13, but um, it would have been before my time. I was a kid when it came out. Yeah, small. yeah. So 1991, for the most part, was the year of grunge. Many were trading in their brightly coloured leg warming, w- warmers, spandex <laughs> and five, 501s for a style that originated on the other side of the sun. Grunge for many was an expression of those emotions that we try and ultimately fail mm. to store away in the back of our minds. We were total grungers when we were young teenagers mm. um, after the release of their debut album Bleach in 1989 the group I mean that's hard to believe it was 89 that uh, album came out like Jesus mad 
The group underwent a metamorphosis rather than piggybacking off the gloomy bass lines used by popular acts such as Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. The group chose a more personal yet optimistic tone. The album, contrary to popular belief, wasn't an instant hit. For roughly three months, its popularity simmered before coming to a boil on the 11th of January 1992, ending the long-held reign of Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Mm. Um, um, In an interview, Dave Grohl said, I remember writing Teen Spirit in our rehearsal space. To be honest, we were listening to a lot of Pixies at the time uh, and having a lot of fun. We were just coming up with new song after new song. Chris, I believe, has boombox recordings of all those riff ideas that were never used. Songs that were shaped into songs uh, for Nevermind. Of course, no one had any psychic foresight to imagine that the song would go on to do what it did. We just rocked it a little in the rehearsal space. That was like a barn. I didn't know what the lyrics were. Kurt's melody pattern changed every other time we played it. And it wasn't really until we got into the studio to record it that I realised the power of the song. And not just lyrically or musically, but the groove of the song. It was really powerful. I think everyone was more focused on songs like In Bloom or Lithium or Breed. Nobody paid too much attention to Smells Like Teen Spirit while we were recording it. We just thought it was another cool song for the record. After debuting at number one in the alternative song charts, the song would become a pop culture anthem. As Pop Don Lord puts it, Nirvana are still as cool to my 19-year-old brother in 2021 as they were to 19-year-olds in 1991. That's crazy to me. The fact that as a teenager, I could see that was so cool. It was undeniable and it's still happening. That's some powerful magic. As an interesting final note, uh, you may know this, Spencer Eldon, the baby who featured on the album's cover, is now suing the band, claiming he was exploited as a child and has suffered lifelong damages as a result. Oh, for God's sake. Which is a bit sad. But like, like, yeah, right. Annoying, yeah, I agree. I know it's his picture, like, but sure, who's going to know who you are when you grow up? But anyway, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I suppose they didn't anonymise him or whatever I and I guess people knew in school who he was and all that but um, maybe I'd say that's opportunism if you ask me but yeah, what do I know maybe yes, I maybe agree. he has had psychological damage but what I get it, uh, I was reading a bit more about that and what they were saying was if he gets a claim against them mm. if if if, yeah. if he's successful that there's going to be so many more opportunities yeah. for kids that featured without obviously consenting in advertising or whatever are they yeah. all going to have claims yeah, you know, exactly. or was it just the naked babies or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's mad. Weird. So anyway, but look, yeah, never mind. Absolutely amazing album. Worth amazing. pulling it out and having a listen this weekend. And uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, like what song? I know. Even when it still comes on, it's yeah, like the it's best. Yeah, it's the same. great song. <laughs> Where it's did it mad. come from? Like, you know, Blind Boy does an interesting take on all of that about how like Nirvana were the first band to come along and kind of smash the the glossiness of post-war America yeah. so like basically after World War II everything just started getting better and better and better and the 80s Sunshine were just like this, and lollipops and yeah, yeah and like said. bright colours and yeah, plastic yeah. and money and everything was just everything was fine everything was great yeah. there was no problems in the world everybody mm-hmm. was doing great and then Nirvana came along and said well actually no people yeah. have angst people have problems they stop this sort of, they, like even in videos, they don't look in the camera, they look at their shoes, you know. Yeah. Um, and they, in some of their videos, then they dress up as like bands from the 50s yeah. to kind of parody them yeah. and the kind of plasticness of it all and very interesting stuff about the impact. There's probably like a whole college degree you can get in like that that transition from that kind of shiny yeah. pop to 
grunge, yeah. you know, it's very Absolutely. fascinating because yeah, yeah. the nine, but like then you'd feel like looking back, don't get me wrong. I love the eighties and stuff. I love eighties music probably more than the nineties, but like the nineties is so gritty then in comparison, mm. you know, it has real like soul to it, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of dark mm-hmm. side of things. But mm-hmm. yeah. Very Speaking nice. of which, actually there was a, the Fuji's announced yesterday. They're reuniting ah, for a I world saw, tour. Yeah. So that could be good. Although Lauren yeah. Hill is a bit of a nutcase, but um She's toured yeah. a good bit on her own and stuff, but um mm-hmm. yeah, if it was like the the Fuji they did all their bangers, oh my gosh, it'd be very good already. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we shall see. So that's the crack. That's all five that's all five. Five things you need to know this week. Um so what's the POA you're working this what's week? POA Kelly. Well, Kelly Murphy turns 40 this week. Woohoo! Murphy <gasps> and your lovely twin, Kevin. So happiest uh, birthday to my lovely siblings. And uh, yes, I hope you have happy a birthday, fabulous Kev. weekend, Kel. Party like it's 1980. 1991. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, looking forward to it now. I'm off Friday. Uh, and off Monday morning, so I am Fab. going to kick the air, kick the air out of it for the weekend. <laughs> um, Friday, my pal Eam has a lovely day planned for us. We're going getting treatments and Fab. nice lunch and drinks and Boozy shopping and, and all yeah, sort of yeah, lovely. all that good stuff. And then yeah, going out with some friends on Saturday night, which feels like something we haven't done properly for years. Yeah. Our gang in Edinburgh nice. and. Um, yeah, might even be like staying out the night. Stuart is surprising me, so Woo! we'll see what happens. What a good yeah, husband yeah. he is. <laughs> oh, bless him. So, yeah, I mean, trying to soften the um, blow of the shock of the uh, change in age. But yeah, never mind. Of course. Don't worry. worry. Enjoy the last day of your 30s now, Ken. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Uh, right, we are actually going to take holidays for a couple of weeks, guy. I, guys, I can't uh, handle the pace anymore now that I'm uh, 40. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we are uh, as I say on holidays for the next couple of weeks I have an exam next week and uh, then me and Nicola are going on holidays for a long weekend so Yay. we just won't have time unfortunately to do all the research and get everything recorded and work we might do like one like short obnoxious video of the two of us yeah. in Spain and drinking sangria we'll by the pool <laughs> five things you need to know about the pool side yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully that all comes off because until we get on a plane and get out, out there I won't believe it but yeah, um, kind of feel the so so uh, mind yourselves in the meantime and we'll be back in a couple of weeks and uh, don't forget to like and share and uh, spread the word uh, about Fox Force 5 and if there's anything you particularly want to us to cover on Fox Force 5 give us a shout and we'll do that thanks everybody see you in a couple of weeks bye bye